right away. Guys, Elliot! Oh! What a start! Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Insight NBL show, a round three preview. Uh, can you believe it's already round three? Um, as always, we are brought here today by Ryan from Institute Newstead for all your mortgage breaking needs. I'm the Supercoach Matrix and today I'm here with my co-host, underscore hammer, underscore 32 on Twitter. Mate, how are you today? I'm I'm good, man. I've, I feel like I've made it. I've I've been bumped up to the top row. This is this is big. Yeah, it is big. I'm excited to have you on as my co-host. I tell you <laughs> what, I don't believe anything Rob says about you. I like you, man. Yeah, thanks, mate. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, look, on today's show, uh, we're going to cover we're going to cover heaps of stuff. We're going to talk a bit of shit, um, but also we're going to cover breaking news. Uh, we're going to give our super coach previews of each game. Uh, we're going to go through the most traded in and out. Trade and captain thoughts, starts and sits, and answering your questions along the way. Um, our lead code is 680481 uh, for your chance at a standard squeeze pack every week if you are our squeeze of the week. Uh, so shout out to uh, the standard squeeze. I'm sitting here with my four and one. Um, Tim, who won our squeeze of the week this week, was initially the person that nicknamed me the Matrix at, uh, at some B-grade basketball games. Um, so yeah, we went full circle there. Um, but heading to some breaking news, um, tell me what happened with the fight, uh, between the, uh, the bullets and cans, man. Yeah, there's, uh, a bit happening now. So we, we sat for a few days with no news and it, it's come out in the last couple of hours. Uh, Ford's pretty much got off scot-free, no action to be taken. Lat Mayen has copped a fine and Aaron Baines is facing a one-man tribunal tomorrow night, uh, Thursday night. So, um, yeah, it's a wait and see. So there's some big implications if you're holding Baines. Uh, and it's probably not a risk I'd be taking if I was holding. I'd be getting him out quick smart. Yeah, and I don't really know if you know, uh, but a one-man tribunal, is that because nobody else wants to face Baines? Like, is there just... <laughs> one man um, that's going to stand in front of him? Like, what's what's the one-man tribunal? It's weird, right? I, I was talking about it today. Like, who is the one man? Like, <laughs> who picks him? <laughs> it's actually Adam Ford. Um... <laughs> Judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah, so I suppose we'll have a chat about who benefits if Bane go- goes out when we chat about the uh, the Bullets games. Um but tell me about DJ3J. I know you're excited. Oh, look, this is – it's a rumour. It's swirling. I don't know how much traction we're getting with this one, but Adelaide have shown some interest in uh, Deshaun Vasiljevic after he was waived from his uh, two-way with Washington. So he's, DJ's showing interest to come back to the league. However, Sydney still maintains the right of refusal. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. New coach there. They look pretty set. Um, probably a much bigger role in Adelaide for him. Uh, fantasy relevant? What are your thoughts? I'm, I'm probably leaning towards no. Oh, probably not. Like, you know how much I like people from that team. Uh, it's, like a, <laughs> yeah. it's like a bad smell. I like 
at least on KO. So obviously I watch my NBL games on KO. Um, at le- there's a plug for them. At least on KO when you're watching them and you finish your game, uh, you have to go back out to go back in, which I hate. I wish you could just press MBL and it would just keep the next game going. But at least it gives me right or refusal to not watch the Adelaide games uh, if they're playing the second game. So Yeah. If, if there's any silver lining with DJ, if he does come back, is this new scoring system probably suits him better. But yeah, probably okay. doesn't seem enough for me to have a, a punt on the, uh, on the DJ3J. <laughs> Look, I bet you people weren't thinking we were going to be talking about DJ3J. Uh, but let's let's answer a couple of questions. So let's answer some questions along the way. Uh, we'll answer them as they're between some games. Um, and it might shorten some of the uh, chats about the uh, the teams coming up. So let's go to Amusement Productions. Um, you know, give us a bit of love at the start. He's, he's ranked 42nd in the group. Um, but wondering your preference between Cass Gen with people like Galloway and Saar versus points with Doyle and uh, and Robinson early on. What's what's your thoughts there? Uh, I feel with this combination, you can potentially have the best of both worlds. Like, I'm bringing in Justin Robinson this week. Cash generation, love the way he plays, but he's also tipped to go up 44, 45K. So they've only played the two games so far, so he hasn't had a price rise. Uh, pretty low break even, so... I'd be going towards Justin Robinson regardless and get the cash and the points. Uh, yeah. The other one, Galloway. He's got a negative break even still. Yep. Both, I, don't, I don't know which Galloway is it, but both of them have a negative break even at the moment. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of I find Galloway is somebody that you can play and get points yeah. and make that cash grab, but so is, um, so is Justin Robinson there. So... Um, Mikasa Sukasa, um, why can't we have both as the, uh, as the young taco lady says? Um, <laughs> so yeah, you, you've probably got to try and put some points on the board while still making money. And I think maybe a mix of someone like Galloway and, and J-Rob instead of your Doyles and your Saar could be the answer. Yeah, I'd steer clear of Doyle now. I've got him, but I'm, I'm holding him. I'm not bringing him in just for this week. So they go to singles after this one. Um, you really start to need to be putting some plans in place around that round four. That's going to probably separate the men from the boys in this competition a little bit, and those who've, who've planned ahead and those who haven't. But um, Doyle is a bit more expensive. He needs to score uh, pretty much what he's been scoring to maintain his price. Um, so, yeah, J-Rob's definitely probably the option I'd take out of those two. Uh, we've got a few other questions popping in. Um, who do we like as captain? We're going to have a segment because uh, we have some differing thoughts, both Hammer and I, as to who we might captain this coming week. Um, so we're going to have a chat of that when we uh, when we reveal our trades and our teams a bit later on. Um, Coach G, um, which is uh, huge, if you find him in our other other uh, other comments, um, wishing there was a captain loophole, obviously coming from your NRL and your AFL. There is. You've just got to have a guy that's on a buy uh, there, Coach G. Um, and it costs you a little bit more in NBL Supercoach. Um, of course, as per usual, there's people giving metrics a spray. Um, Ford, Ford over Brisbane. Um, not sure I feel about that. I'm surprised Ford made it out of Brisbane, to be honest. Um, and, uh, yes, I am very ordinary at FPL. I'll, uh, I'll stick to the basketball and the NRL, I think, Coach G. Um we're having a bit more of a chat, you know. There's other people asking about um 
about the cash gen and and um and bench points um having a look but his thoughts on using a boost on henschel to mcdaniels um this is david bryson coach of too many cooks a uh, friend and fan of the show what do you what do you think hammer oh i don't think i'd be bringing mcdaniel in right now I feel like he's getting that little bit more expensive. Probably going to hit a ceiling soonish. I'd definitely be holding. Um, it depends what your plans are moving forward. Like Brisbane have a really good stretch, so if I'm bringing him, I'm holding him until they finish their run of doubles. But uh, I don't hold him. And at, right now, if you didn't get in on the first price rise, I think you're probably, uh, yeah, probably a little too late. So. I'm a big fan of this as a trade. I'm just not a big fan of it as a boost. I think, as you said, like, you know, round four, round five is going to sort the the boys from the men. Uh, I think saving that boost could um could really elevate your game. And right now it's just going to make you 40K at the moment. I think your boosts are going to be worth more than that as we get a bit further. Uh, we've yeah. got a couple other questions, especially about, like, Doyle, J-Rob, or Tarrant. Uh, or uh, or Travis as captain. Thanks, Brad. We're going to be um, going through the captains a little bit later on. Um, I see some more questions coming in, uh, but we're just actually going to pop into the first game, uh, which is your boys, Tasmania versus Illawarra, uh, 6.30 Thursday. Of course, we're both in, in Queensland, so uh, that's 7.30 to all you people from down south. Um Mason Peatling is going to have an extended stint on the sidelines, Hammer. Um, is. is it Lockie Ulbrich season? I think it is. It's not the only injury. The uh, uh, Jong Lee is out as well. Uh, so there's some opportunity around. Ulbrich has been good. He's been very productive, almost at a point a minute. And he's been put up, what, 17, 18 a game? I think he's... He's due. He'll switch between the four and the five behind uh, Sam Froling um, and Gary Gary Clark, obviously the import. But I think he shares the minutes behind those two. And at 69K, without having had his price rise yet, if you have a spare trade, I'd be bringing him in. Yeah, and I think like having the opportunity to get him in before a price rise but still being in round three is really underrated because when this guy has got the opportunity – the first game was probably a little bit disappointed, but a lot better in his second game. Um, yeah, he's been great, and especially at 69K, like, he's going to come in, negative break even. Uh, he's going to make you some cash. I have somebody like Sam Menenga on the bench, so one of my decisions is, is that worth a trade, um, what Lockie Ulbrich is going to get me in two games this week? So, um, yeah, stay tuned for that one. You need to remember, though, that Lockie Ulbrich all the way through preseason was dominant. He... The first game, he had 10. Second one, he had 18 of the actual season. He's He can put some numbers up, and he's going to get the opportunity now. The opportunity's increased, and I was already happy with, with what he was doing. So I've held him since since round one, um, but I would look at bringing him in for a downgrade and, and some sparing some cash for some of the bigger guys who's going to pop up uh, as we start to look towards New Zealand and Cairns coming back sort of round four, five, six, that sort of period. What what I like about him is his haircut. So if anyone has the uh, the name of his barber, um, I suppose I'm asking for his mum's um, number here. Um, yeah, just just slide in the comments and let me know. But he kind of looks like a Pokemon. There looks like Pidgeotto or something. So uh, <laughs> uh, 
Um, but let's if the name on everybody's list is Justin Robinson. 10.3% of teams are adding him this week. Um, you've already mentioned uh, that you're looking to add him this week. Is it the price rise? Is it the points? Is it the double game week? Or is it just a combination of it all, Hammer? It's it's all of it. Look, I said, I think, early in our preseason pod that he is fantasy gold. The only problem is the schedule. So Illawarra have a very backloaded schedule. I think it's the last five or six rounds they start to go nuts. Um, so if you can have trades up your sleeve and you want to bring him in for a one-week rental here and there or or hold where you can get some price rises out of it, it's, you know, this is the game where making coin matters. And, you know, you, you won't realise how important that is until you get towards the back end of the season and you can't afford to bring in the squad that you want. So... Look, ultimately, you you almost want to get to a point where you have an entire bench of playable guys. Uh, and by playable, I'm talking those 270 sort of K import level guys. So um, he's an important piece, I reckon. And this is the week to bring him in. Um, look, I'm going to go with a, a question as I'm answering the Tasmania and Illawarra chat. Corey Blackledge, um, he's been in my DMs, um, absolutely loving the NBL content at the moment. Um, and he's asking who is the best captain between Sobey or Robinson this week. Uh, we're going to be talking about Brisbane in the next one. We're going to be talking about Robinson now. Is he captain worthy? Which one? Uh, Robinson, because we're because we're in the Illawarra game, so Robinson. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. I've I've got the C next to him, and I don't think I'm going to move yep. from that. Um, Robinson versus Sobey. I think it's worth looking at the matchups on that. We we talked uh, on the review pod quickly about a sort of an Adams versus Robinson comparison. That to me, they're almost the same player. They they sort of score first point guards. They get into the defense, try and get to the rack, and and we saw what Jalen Adams did against the defense of Tasmania. You know, he still had 35 fantasy points while he was still finding his feet, hadn't played in a while. I feel like Robinson's going to do the same. So his matchups are the Jack Jumpers and the second game versus Adelaide, which is, uh, I mean, the defense on that team, it's like a turnstile, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's lack thereof. Exactly. And you compare that to a Soviet. What are Brisbane's matchups? They've got Melbourne United, who are tough defensively, especially in the guards, um, and Perth. So it's always tough playing Perth. You, you're probably going to be matching him up on an usher who who's come out and said he wants the, the best offensive player on the other team. He's He's got some length, some strength. He, he can do a number. So I feel like Robinson has the edge with the matchups. Yep. Yeah, look, I like it. Um, another guy when we're looking at Tasmania versus Illawarra is Doyle. He's 353K. He's got a 63 break even, and that's over two games. Um, Chris yours is in the chat. Like, would you prefer a Doyle or a Sobe? Um, they're similar prices, about 30k difference. Um, Sobe has a lower break even, um, having absolutely gone off last week. But do you feel you're chasing last week's points with Sobe and you could go with a safer Doyle? Or, um, I suppose we could add Justin Robinson in this mix. We've just talked about Sobe and Justin Robinson as well. Um, I suppose between you prefer Justin Robinson over Doyle. I got that vibe. But what about Sobey and Doyle? I feel like Robinson takes the cake because you're going to get similar production at about a 100K discount with the price rise imminent. That's yeah. That's the benefit of Justin Robinson. If we're talking Doyle and Sobey, look, I think they're similar players. 
Tassie's at home against the Hawks. The Hawks are, are leaky defensively. Um, so the concern there is if it's a blowout, do they start to rest Doyle? Um, Brisbane, you, you can almost toss it up. I, I, I was going to say that Sobey only scores off his actual points, which last game was was the case. I think he had 31 actual points. But you go back to the game before, he, he was looking at a triple-double. So, um, yeah, I don't even go wrong with either. If, yeah. if I had a choice of both of those, I would go with the one who is least owned as a point of difference. Yeah. Sounds good, man. Um, I suppose that answers all our questions about Tasmania and Illawarra. And both are on double game weeks. So, you know, still keep getting your questions in. Uh, we will get to them. Um, but I suppose the next one with Brisbane and Sydney, 6.30 Friday... Are we adding Sobi? Is everybody adding Sobi after he erupted last week? Um, I know that I've been very, very tempted at that 318k price, but I think I'd like to get a bit more potty with it. Mm, yeah, I had a quick look at Sobi. The, the extra uh, dollars required to bring him in has turned me off, and. I'm also the kind of guy who holds a grudge for a very long time, and he's burnt me before. So I'm uh, I'm very wary about bringing him in. But I did it give it a look? They do have the good schedule um, over the next few rounds. However, they don't play round four. Um, so, look, I, I went Justin Robinson over Sobey. But, he, look, he's not a bad option. He's, he's going to get the time. He's going to get the opportunity. He's shown in, in two or three games so far that he, he's going to put up. So... Go for it. Yeah, I what I think should be noted between, you know, we've just spent probably five minutes talking about Sobe, Doyle, and Justin Robinson. All of them are on singles next week. Like, if any of them were on a double next week, that would be enough for, to tip me any way around. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's just really hard with those guys. We know that they've got a single. We know that if we want to get all our starters, and they're all expensive in their own right, or going to be more expensive next week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think if there was a double in there somewhere, that'd be, that's how close they are. Just yeah. You just need something to tip you over the line. See, if we if we want to stay on talking about that round four for a minute, Matty, there's a question from Matty Granger, uh, a couple back, asking about round four. And... Um, what I've done is I've, I've held Will Cummings on my bench. So I've got Will Cummings, Ben Eyre, and then I've also got Travers and Huck Porty. So your, your Southeast Melbourne and your Melbourne, that's probably what I'm looking at for round four. Um, Melbourne United have a double either side of that, which makes them very good uh, to look at. Huck Porty, Travers, I've held the whole way through. Um, so look, that, that's a bit of a luxury. I don't know if I'd be bringing any Melbourne players this week, uh, planning for it, but I've got enough next week that I've got four playable guys on doubles before trades. So they're probably the teams I'm looking at. You talked about Adelaide. Um, I think it's very clear the disdain we both have for that club and everything to do with it. So, yeah, South East Melbourne, Melbourne are the two you'd be looking at. Yep. And, um, yeah, and Matty Granger just asked Hammer for that one. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to answer it. Um, um, we were excited to talk about Tyrell Harrison and mm. Rocco Zakarski. Um, and I've got in the notes here that 
at the time I wrote the notes, I actually didn't know the news about bangers. They've been the NBL have been really slow, and I suppose they've been doing their own reviews or you know taking their three days off during the week or whatever they do. Um, but is like if bangers isn't playing, is Tyrell Harrison at 150k worth a trade? I think so. If if you got the spare trade, knowing yeah. that bangers will come back, but. It was also reported that Bangers missed training this week due to a, a family illness. So reading to that what you will, has he been given the week off because they know he's going to, you know, get suspended? I don't know. But, yeah, look, I think Torrell Harrison, out of him and Zakarski, obviously gets a good run. I'm only going to bring Rocco in for a, for a game. I, I was thinking about it, though. And, and for those who are probably aren't aware, Matty and I coached an under-18s team together. It was about two years ago. Yeah. And, we took them down to what was it, Northside Wizards, with our yep. five foot ten center against this seven foot three behemoth. <laughs> that, that was our first yep. look at the guy. So, um, yeah, we know what he can do. Yeah, he's an absolute beast, and he is just a kid. Um, I still don't expect him to see that many minutes because he is still just a kid. He's extremely talented, and he will, I suppose. I think that he'll be fantastic. Like that first look at him, he was. He's amazing. He's a big Gumby. But I think we'll see a lot more of him. But this is his first foray. I think they'll they'll ease him into it. Um, and my name asked some very similar questions. We were sort of answering it, and he had the questions coming through. But if Latmayan gets one game for what he does, in my opinion, even through my, um, what do we call it, sky blue bullets tinted glasses, um, I still think I see... Baines missing more time than Lat Mayan, don't you? Yeah, look, I'd say he'll get probably two games, has to serve one of them and a fine, maybe. I I don't see him not missing a week this week. And what do they got? They got they got the double. Maybe he comes back for the second game. I, I don't know. It's we should know by by Thursday night. So super coach wise, if he misses these two, you're probably not looking to bring him in at a single. He hasn't been fantastic anyway. He's got some no. doubles coming up. Yeah. Look, apart from the fact that he's bangers, ex NBA player, NBA uh, champion, whatever he is, um, he hasn't been that good for the bullets. Um, I would be happy if we didn't bring him up until his double game week. So. Yeah, um, 240k find value elsewhere. Yeah, he's dropped a bit now. So, uh, yeah, sometimes it's not what you spend, it's what you save. So you can get 6K there. Um, but this is week three. Um, when are we going to see Bannon after his knee injury in the in the blitz? They said three or four weeks. Um, mm-hmm. I had a look at the injury report. He's listed as week to week. Um, if Bannon comes in, does that make Sam McDaniel a trade-out? Um yeah, or has he sort of earned his spot in the rotation? I know that that's two questions, but I was really excited about Bannon in the preseason, probably not Sam McDaniel. I think he's got mm. the opportunity due to, you know, those injuries to Bannon and um, and DJ missing that game. Mm. Like, it's is Sam McDaniel an automatic trade-out? Uh, I think you run McDaniel until he stops making cash, and you, you, you can probably go a game with Bannon back and see what the dynamic is, knowing that they'll ease Bannon back in, but... I think Bannon's a genuine four. To me, Sam McDaniel's probably a more of a three-two. Um, you know, he's playing some small ball four occasionally, but 
I think it's more out of necessity than anything because they've, they've lost Bannon. DJ Mitchell's been ordinary. Um, and they've been playing some some small ball opponents. So I think Bannon will find his spot and he'll be a big target for me for that next cash rise with the last of the 69K guys coming in. You know he's going to play. With a six-point break even on a 69K player, you, you're going to make cash. Yeah. Um, Jalen Adams. We're playing. Is he a captain option? Well, yeah, uh, I yep. think what's, what's what's he got? Sydney versus Brisbane. Brisbane's Brisbane's a solid matchup in the guard play. Like I, I've spoken at length about uh, Shannon Scott. Like, that's my guy. This guy locks down defensively. This is the guy who made everyone realize that uh, Flowers couldn't dribble a basketball. You know, like <laughs> so that's going to be a tough matchup. Uh, you know, he will still get his, maybe, you know, just maybe not quite what we're expecting on captain level. And then second game versus Perth. I mean, who's going to guard him in Perth? You're not going to put Cotton on him. You probably have, what, Ty Webster? Usher? Well, maybe. But then Sydney has a couple of other weapons. Who who do you put on Valentine? Who do you put on, um, you know, even Galloway? Um. Look, I don't, I don't hate his matchups. I think Brisbane's yeah. going to be tougher. Perth's easier, but he's not. It wouldn't be my pick as a number one captain. But if you're holding him and over from last week, you don't have some of these other guys. He's. I've done worse, like Valentine. Yeah. Um, notice that I have glossed over Valentine because I don't want to see you go red in the face again. Um, but it's is Jalen? Yeah. Jalen Galloway, is he a start? And if you don't have him, is it too late to add him? He's got a break even of six. He's 177K. Um, he's been scoring fantastically. He got 58 last week in his two games. Um, do you add him if you don't have him? And do you start him if you do own him? I think he's definitely startable. That last game showed that. Uh, I looked at bringing him in. I didn't have the cash to do it. Um, I came up a little bit short. Yeah, look, if you hold him, don't get rid of him. He's going to keep generating cash, and you ride that thing until DJ Hogue comes back. And then, look, uh, what do you see the ceiling price-wise for him? Like, do you see him going past? Yeah, I I was going to say 250. I see him as a 250K player Mm. that you're getting for 177K. Like, if you've seen an 80K price rise, like, you can move him on to some pretty good guys coming into some good draws. And I don't see DJ Hogue coming back anytime soon. And, and from what I've heard, he's not in pristine shape either. So Galloway is going to maintain that role to some degree. And you'll have plenty of time to get rid of him, especially I think this just comes down to schedule. Yep. Um, look, that's that's us covering a couple games. Uh, let's go through a few of the questions that we're bringing up. Uh, we've got Braden Dunstan. Current trades at Creek, Cook to Doyle and J-Rob. Any other suggestions, if not Doyle? Uh, not sure how Sobe will go, though, with matchups and no Baines. Um, I might grab this one because I think you could probably go Sobe over Doyle. I would be extremely happy bringing Sobe and Justin Robinson in for Creek and Cook. My only concern is that maybe you shouldn't trade one of those guys out due to the double next week. 
So you've in a single next week. There's only Melbourne, South East Melbourne, and Adelaide next week. I don't like anyone from Adelaide as I think, you know, you could put it on a T-shirt next to my head because it's my most said thing at the moment. I think maybe you cop the little bit of a price loss with Creek, sit him on your bench so that you're not just trading in two guys that might even require trading out next week due to some singles and um, and save Creek for the following week and maybe find somebody a bit cheaper for cash generation or something like that. Um, what are your thoughts, Hammer? Is it something similar? Yeah, possible. I think the critical thing is you've got to get rid of Cook. Um, you've seen on Southeast Melbourne socials this week, big sources back training. They had both him and Cooks going at it together. Gorjack Gak looked like he was back on court. So uh, you don't want to be holding the baby when Cooks is given the air ticket home. Uh, Creek, it's a lot of money to hold on your bench. Uh, but if you have him next week, you know, it saves you trade bringing him in because he's probably one of the only real captain options next week. Um it's definitely doable. Doyle, J-Rob, Sobe, J-Rob. There's, we, we sort of cover that. There's, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. I think Doyle and Sobe are same price, similar production. I don't think bangers out hurts um, Sobe I think it helps lot. him. Potentially, although he does set some big picks that gets uh, the guys open off the on-balls. But Sobe's um, going to catch yeah. Zakarski's not going to do that. He looked like he'd blow over in the wind. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, having a chat about leaving Southeast Melbourne players on your on your bench. Uh, Thomas is asking heir to Ulbrich. Is that worth a boost? For me, that's not due to the fact that Air is one of those guys playing a double next week. Even if he's on your bench, I love what Ulbrich is bringing. I love the fact that you can. Uh, and I'm presuming you're using a lot of jewels, so you've got plenty of players. We've all got 10. But surely you can find somebody else instead of Air to trade out for Ulbrich um, due to the fact that Air's going to be... Look, he's maybe where he's going to be price-wise. I don't think you're going to be making money out of Air, but I think he's going to get you 10 to 15 every week. He's playing two games next week when everybody's playing one. I think you kind of want to hold Air, save the boost. Your thoughts? Yeah, I... I want to get rid of air, but this isn't the week to do it. I'll be trying to move him on after week four. I don't think using a boost is wise on that. Like, if you want to bring Albridge in, I'm assuming you have some other cheapies that may have already had a price rise, like maybe a Menenga. Uh, Hench was probably due for a price rise this week. There's, there's probably someone else you could look at. Um, but it is worth sort of like looking at your boosts. You get four of them. And it's probably worth sitting down, looking at that schedule and thinking, when am I likely to use it? So my strategy is, unfortunately, I've used one already due to the Armstrong debacle. But I was planning to use one when Cairns comes back, one when New Zealand comes back, and leaving one up my sleeve for any uh, sort of late season run or injury. I, I think you'll find yourself sitting there in week 15, looking back at a trade from Air to Ulbrich and think, why the fuck did I do that? Um, mm. hindsight's a beautiful thing. We don't have it yet. It can make an absolutely fool. Oldbridge could be 200k by the by the end of the year, but um, look, yeah, he's got he's got a poor schedule. So anyway, let's head into the second game on Friday night. Uh, Perth first Melbourne, 8:30 Friday, uh, over here in Queensland. Don't know what time that is in Perth. It's probably a lunchtime matinee game over there. Um, but 
Is Cotton an option um, versus Melbourne, or is their defense just too good? I think Cotton just gets his, right? Like, even that game, I think I captained him round, was it round one, maybe? He he had 10 assists at half, or nine assists at half time, and scored seven points, but he was still getting going. It, it takes a lot to stop Cotton. Um, and he can do a lot of stuff in a lot of different areas. If he's not scoring, he can get his assists going, get steals. I, I don't think there's ever going to be a week where Cotton's not an option. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, my next question was about Travis and Huck Porty, um, but I've got Grill and Timmy. Um, yeah, he's got himself a four-in-one after his uh, massive week. I believe he captained Sobey last week. Um, he's just saying he's a super coach rookie, coach of the backdoor bandits, um, which I'm sure is about some baseline cuts there. Um, but he wants to invest in some Melbourne players, um, but he's not liking the way that they have been super coach wise. Um, Melbourne choices. Does it go beyond Travis and Huck Porty? I think the only other one until JLA comes back is probably Travis. Uh, sorry, um, Delivered Over. Yeah. Um, I, I don't love him. He, he looked out of sorts last week with the inclusion of Ian Clark back. Um, yeah, look, look for me, Huck Porty, Travis, they're going to accumulate cash. They're producing above their price right now. They're playable. That that's about as far as I'm looking. I've dabbled in Delhi, but I won't I won't pull the trigger. And we've got a lot of Delhi questions coming in. Um, he still got 21 last week, but yeah, it's that minutes reduction. It's not so much yeah. the way that he played; it's the fact that he went from like 26 to 28 minutes all the way down to 22 um, when Ian Clark back, and and that's a cause for concern for me. Um, we've got some questions like. Um, like Liam Dent coming in with um, Justin Robinson or Delhi, um, and I know Delhi's schedule's good, but I think that it's worth just going Justin Robinson um, if you get that opportunity. Um, look, I'm just not loving Delhi. I think he does rely on points, and he's not as good of a shooter as somebody like a, a Sobi or somebody like that to bank on. It doesn't feel natural. It's um, I think he's overachieved so far, and will potentially. I mean, he's being aggressive, but we'll potentially see a return to the sort of numbers he was putting up last time he was in the NBL. Yeah. Um, look, we probably – we're going to – we can touch on some Perth players a little bit later on um, because they are on a double game week. Yeah, exactly. Give me Keanu Pinder any day. Um, let's look at Adelaide versus the Hawks, uh, 4.30 Saturday. Um, I mean, like, we could discuss people like McCarron or Trey Kell, but, look, I'm not going to put – what I say on my shirt, I'm not going to say it again, but I'm just going to say that Adelaide have a single, then a double, and then singles till round 11. We're talking about this in round four. We could talk about people from Adelaide, but I'm not interested. How close are we, though, to seeing CJ Bruton lace them up and, and say, look, boys, give me the rock. Like, this isn't working, right? I'd probably put him in my super coach team. Uh the, the only hope I'm holding out for Adelaide is that if they sign a new import and we pick him up that 277 mark and he's an absolute jet. But history does not suggest they're going to bring in anyone of any substance. You know, you look back, we've covered this before, your Donald Sloan's, your uh, 
God, what was the guy who got sent home this year after 14 minutes? Um, Jamal Franklin. Jamal Franklin. Like, there's a whole list of them, man. It's Adelaide's a wasteland for fantasy. Uh, but Illawarra playing Adelaide, now that's nice. Talk about a circle jerk. Okay. <laughs> Look, this game's the reason you captain Justin Robinson if you're getting him this week, right? Yeah, look, I don't think anyone there is going to lock him up. They might send Sunday debts to him. He hasn't been as good as he, he's been known to be in the past. Uh, McCarron, probably not. Jason Kadee won't guard him. Kel won't guard him. I, I see him just tearing up. They don't have a comparable quick guard who's that explosive who can, who can do anything about it. No, I agree with you. Um I suppose I think Kyron Galloway still got a little bit of money to make, and as a guy on your bench, I'm okay with him playing yeah. some singles. And he's made 30k, still as a negative break even. I'm okay with him marinating on my bench. Um, but yeah, look, we've talked about, about the Hawks. What about what about Humph? Not at that price. With the draw upcoming, I just think if you're going to go people in your centers. It's. I think we're clutching at straws. Like you had to say it. Like, like, what about Hub? Like, as a question mark. Like, there's nothing definitive that he's done outside of preseason that's made me want to get him. No, that, that's fine. I was just trying to include one nice comment about Adelaide, but let's move on from it. It didn't work. You know what they they make some all right wine. Um, yeah. As a segue, having a chat about, you know, some Hawks players. Um, we've we've chatted about Robinson a lot. Uh, we're going into Southeast Melbourne versus Tassie. We have covered a lot of Tassie players due to the fact that they were playing a little bit earlier. But Kobo Hogers asking um, about bringing in Robinson next to Travis next week and moving Will Cummings to the bench. Um, should he hold Will until the next round of double games? And you're a Will Cummings owner, Hammer. Um, you answer for Kobo. Uh, look, it's hard to say exactly without knowing what you've got going on in your forward positions. Um, Travis is dual positions, so you could potentially play Cummings on a on this week if you had to. Um, but yeah, I like it. I'm, I think having a Southeast Melbourne guy who's playable, and Cummings definitely is on a double, if, if you can afford to hold him on the bench, go for it. Um, I'd, I'd just like to see what's in your forward positions before I make any more comment on that. Yeah, agree. I, I'd i probably nearly leave him there. Like, it's fine. Um, you get that double, and then you can trade him out later. I think that somebody like Cummings could be invaluable next week. Yeah. Um, what do we do with him? What do we You can get rid of him if you've got a trade to burn. I just think there's more pressing things. A lot, a lot of us have held cans guys who are now on double donuts. That's your priority to get them out of it. You know, air may still make you a little bit of coin. Tick your bench over. He's relevant next week. For me, yeah, I want to get rid of him. He's not a priority trade out yet. Yeah, I think that, and especially with the double, I think you're going to get as advertised that 10 to 15 points every game and that's really good on a double game week for you're paying that much money to get that many points i don't think you're going to get too many games like and i've been shit in the bed there with him on minus one at half time and some things like that but i don't think we're going to get that 
um, from him. I think that his spot is a little bit, it's consistent. Um, if you listen to Big Source's podcast, um, and that's a good segue into talking about Big Source, but if you listen to Big Source's podcast, they talk about how important Van Ayer is to the team and the culture there. And he's definitely the third guard behind Gary Brown and Cummings, but he's still going to get plenty of minutes. So, um, But Big Source, um, he's training. Um, Cook hasn't been phenomenal slash injured. In his first couple games, he's not the next coming of Jesus that I was hoping he was going to be. Um, mm-hmm. Big Source coming back, that sets alarm bells for Cook, doesn't it? Well, they obviously can't play together. It's He's an injury replacement. So as soon as uh, Source is back, Cooks is gone. So there's not a huge issue there with them stealing minutes for each other. It's not an issue at all. My concern is uh, the price tag. Like, I like Source, but... Southeast Melbourne had the great schedule early. They're getting thin now. Uh, yeah, look, Source is definitely on my radar, but at that price, I want to see that he's not being on a minutes restriction. He's back to full strength. I'm hoping that we see, and I talk about it in NRL all the time, I'm hoping that we see a few minutes restrictions for Big Source to start off with. Just let him come yeah. back, get a couple of price reductions, and then I'd just really love to jump on him when when Southeast Melbourne get on a really good run of games. Absolutely. Now, and I haven't, I haven't looked that far ahead of the schedule, but you're right. If he has a couple of minutes restrictions, gets to those three games and comes down 40K, then things start to look a bit, bit more appetising. Is anyone looking at Jordan Crawford? Is he just a poor man, Sobey? <laughs> well, he's a discount, Sobey. 100K <laughs> off is- there's a lot more you can play with. Um, yeah, I'm, if the schedule was better, I'd have a good look. He's he's definitely got the role. The minutes are there. And I've been impressed that now the assists, there's a couple of steals. He had five rebounds, I think, last game for, you know, a midget. He's, um, he's going all right. Like, he's definitely worth a look if you can't afford a Doyle or, or a Sovi. Um. Look, Matthew Thomas is in the chats, um, and he's saying out of Cook, Creek, and Menenga, what two do I trade out? Um, leading towards Cook and Creek to Doyle and Robinson. Um, this is a similar position to what I'm in, and I'm looking at trading Cook and Menenga out, sitting Creek on my bench, copying the little bit of a price hit. Who knows? Creek is good enough that he could cover his 50 as well. But copying the little bit of the price and just having Creek sitting there, uh, you won't be able to afford Doyle and sorry, you won't be able to afford Doyle and Robinson if you do that. But I think what Creek gives you next week is worth the wait. Yeah, maybe that's the the kind of opportunity to uh, downgrade to a Crawford. Yeah, that could difference. be a little little point uh, of difference. But... Yeah, I like it. <laughs> good, good short jokes. I would make that short joke, but he's taller than me, so. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Look, the next couple games are, are incoming and they are all guys on doubles. So we have chatted. So we'll go back over to some of the questions. So get them in. Uh, we'll be, we'll be uh, I suppose, cleaning out the clip here. Um, Boogie X has asked me, who's the NBL equivalent, uh, equivalent of Nathan Cleary asking for a friend? Well, I know Hammer doesn't watch um, the NRL, but... 
If I had to, I'd probably go a Jalen Adams at the moment. Oh, sorry, he said NBA. Sorry, he's got a question about the NRL equivalent. The NRL equivalent of Nathan Cleary asking for a friend. Well, Nathan Cleary is in the NRL, so you've had more beers than me, man. Um, uh, Nathan here is asking, is it worth trading Valentine or Adams to a Robinson Hammer? Uh, I don't think... If you're holding Adams or Valentine... There's no point blowing a trade when you're going to get similar production for a guy already in your squad. I think you're better off using your trades to look ahead to round four. Um, Robinson's a one-week rental, really. He's going to make you cash. He's going to probably hopefully put up some numbers. If you've got Valentine, as much as I hate the bloke now, I'm, I'm not going to get rid of him. Yeah, Adams, you're going to probably captain him. So like they're, they're worth holding, man, on the back end of a double if you already have them. Yeah, I'm I'm holding on to Valentine and Adam, Adams for Robinson. I'm definitely not opposed to, I suppose, getting Robinson in. Um, but if you're playing him on a single next week, he's playing Melbourne as well, which isn't a great defensive matchup for him. I just, I think it's sideways. I think you can find another way to get Robinson in outside of two guys that are playing in a double game week. Yeah, at 277K, there's another way. 100%. We've got Callum B in the chat. Thanks for popping on, man. Um, His trades are Cook and Humphreys. Hey, I like those two trade-outs. To Travis and Huck Porty. Uh, Would a boost trade of Chris Smith to Sobey be the right choice this week? Um, I just want to know for a start, why on earth are you holding... Humphreys and Chris Smith in your team. What what do you rank, Callum, man? Are you like 3,000 and something? Shit, man. Um, I'd be using a booster to blow that team up and start again. Um, Yeah, look, Travis Huck-Porty's good move. That's going to cover you now and week four. I like that. Cook, we spoke about. He's possibly gone. He's already got one foot out the door. Humphreys, he has Adelaide on the front of his jersey. Enough said. Chris Smith, we all make mistakes. Um, I don't hate it. Can I throw one more thing out there? If I had Chris Humphreys, I wouldn't trade him out one week away from this double game week that he's got coming next week because that is probably the one week you want him. You know, hopefully whoever else you've got, try and get Huck Porty in. And then just sit Humphreys on the bench this week. And then you can start him next week. You can start him in. Oh, I suppose he's only just getting your single points next week with a double. But I quite like that idea, man. Look, Humphreys isn't horrendous. He, he does play the double round four. Last round, he was pretty solid. When he stays out of foul trouble, he's decent. If you were to keep Humphreys, you'd have to take Travers over Huck Porty, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Mm. And then you could still go Chris Smith to Sobey. Yeah, I think getting well, Chris Smith out yeah, is probably better. Yeah. Yeah. I'd go Cook to Travis, Chris Smith to Sobey, save a boost. Lock it in, Eddie. Yeah. Yeah, go with that. Um, Global's asking, would we get rid of Air and Henschel for McDaniel? Do you have to get rid of someone else? 
Yeah, you'd, you'd have to get rid in. of some. Yeah, you'd have to get rid of somebody else. Um, I would be inclined to hold on to Aaron Henschel if I were you, Global. Yeah, uh, I don't love. I think McDaniel, he's been great and he's overachieved. Um, and there's probably still a little price rise left, but you know, if it's me, I'm, I'm thinking you've missed the boat, man. Um, let's go into Melbourne versus Brisbane because it could be a really good matchup. And a guy that we probably haven't mentioned enough uh, got 64 in two games last week was Shannon Scott. I I would love to be able to get him in my team, but with how Sobey's going, it would be really hard to add Shannon Scott over somebody like Sobey. So. Yeah, but have a look at what his stat line was in the second game. He, he got like a 34 super coach or something along those lines, scoring four actual points. Like, I'm going in front of you. It was something like that. This guy's hitting. I said this preseason. He hits every area of the stat sheet, and he just accumulated. He's efficient. And I think given his matchups, like Brisbane versus Sydney, he's going to play some big minutes to be locking down Jalen Adams. And then you look at them again versus Melbourne. He's going to be playing minutes there against Della Vidova. Uh, you know, he may even see some time on a guy like Ian Clark or a uh, a Chris Goulding. He's their best defender, and he's he's a guy who's making that team work. So, look, I don't hate the idea of bringing him in. He's just oh. expensive. Yeah, that's that's hard. Like he's expe- like if he's two seventy seven k, you could talk me yep. into it. But I think it. At the current price that he's at, I think it's early 300s, maybe 330K. I find that a really tough ask. Yes. Somebody that our other co-host has talked about, and I know that we've mentioned Sobeys, we've mentioned Shannon Scott, we've mentioned Sam McDaniel, Tyrell Harrison, Aaron Baines, Chris Smith. Who's the seventh guy that you talk about in Brisbane? And it's Mitch Norton. Um, Rob is looking at bringing Mitch Norton in this week. what what are your thoughts behind um, maybe some people looking for a pod play? 128K, um, bringing in somebody like Mitch Norton. I think it's better than somebody like Isaac White. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts? That, that 128K is, there's not a lot of value in that kind of price range at the moment. And so for guys who are looking to use their second trade for someone who's playable and who has a semi-decent schedule coming up, I think Norton's good. He's defensively pretty solid and a team that's trying to make its identity a defensive minded squad. That's is definitely a role. And I was surprised. I actually looked at the stats after Rob mentioned it and he had a 35 super coach points last week. And I think it was maybe a 14 the week before. Yeah. But um, that was 35 through two games last week. Yeah. So. Yeah. So 17s. Um, it's, it's more production than like he's, he's just set for a little price rise. I, I think you could do a lot worse at that price. Like he's he's Ben Air like, right? And I think that he's going to go better than Ben Air at the moment. Same role. Let's better call schedule. it exactly. The, yeah, same role. Better, ex- but I wonder if it's worth the trade. Like, I wonder who are you trading out to to get someone like that? Like, I'm not trading out Ben Air to go to Mitch Norton. That's just sideways. I'll just take the gamble. Would you trade out Ben Henschel? I think that he will outscore Ben Henschel. Mm. Whether I would waste a spend a trade on it, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, fair enough. Um, is there anything else you want to cover with the Melbourne-Brisbane game or can we head on to Sydney and Perth? Yeah, Sydney and Perth, last game of the round. 
Gee, it's going to be a good matchup. I'm excited. And those Sunday afternoon games are great on the couch, aren't they? <laughs> oh, loving it. <laughs> you would have been if you didn't stand me up last week. <laughs> yeah, sorry, man. Sorry, man. I was I was asleep. Two hazies get me done. Um, <laughs> no, I was I was driving up. I was being the godfather to my to my mate's kid. I had a good excuse last week. What a guy. <laughs> um, but Sydney versus Perth. Apart from being the matchup, maybe the matchup of the round. There's actually heaps of good games. Like when you look at mm. Melbourne and Brisbane, and Perth versus Melbourne, and Brisbane versus Sydney, and Tasmania versus Illawarra. So basically, every game that Adelaide don't play in is a really good game this week. Um, yeah. But are you looking for anything in particular? We haven't mentioned um, February fourteenth there. Um, Denzel Valentine. He's a hold, but it's a reluctant hold, right? Yeah. Look. If I had my time again, I wouldn't have brought him in. But he's also, we've talked about it. He has the tools. He can go big. I don't like the Perth matchup for him. I'm assuming there's going to be an usher going to him. Uh, there's going to be some good matchups across the board. Cotton probably getting some attention from maybe a Jalen Adams. Uh, ben Tui's in the mix there. I just think. There's good matchups across the board, but I think that the one that stands out is this is probably going to suit Jalen Adams more than anything. Yeah, I'm excited about playing Jalen Adams in this game. And maybe, look, is there anybody else you want to cover in, in this one? Apart from... Possibly not. Like, it's hard. We've talked about them all. Yeah. Pinder? Is anyone bringing Pinder in on a double? Well... Probably not like, when you've got Huck 40 and, and guys like that. Well, we did have a little bit of a promise in our in our sign-up that we would talk about the most traded in and most traded out. And let me jump to um, about the eighth most traded out, and it's actually Keanu Pinder. Mm. I don't actually understand why. I don't know why you'd be – I can understand getting rid of him. He's expensive. He, his role's a bit muddied at the moment. I don't know what's going on. But on a double week, this is not the week you get rid of him. It's a hold, right? Um, yeah. If – if you're one of those three yeah. percent of people trading him out, um, just there's a little button that says undo changes, right? <laughs> or log out. <laughs> or delete app. Um, <laughs> no, I think I think Keanu Pinder is one of those guys that you definitely hold through this week. Trade him out next week. He must have a really high break even. I'm just having a look. He does have a break even of 71, but I still don't trade him out this week. Yeah, and that's not on a double. That's not unachievable. He's it, there's been a bit of movement in that team, right? Like Doctor Doolittle's come in. Usher's been up and down. Like there's a lot going on. They'll find their groove, but I'm hoping you can get Pinder at a discount because he's he's solid in this game once he finds his his role there. And it's been a pretty poor schedule for for Perth. It's been two one two. And it one, continues on that. I think there's only one back-to-back double the entire season for them. So they're, uh, you know, it's a wasteland, their schedule. Um, while, we're, while we're talking about most traded outs, let's go back up to number one, Tyler Cook. Do we agree? Maybe, maybe because we're going to go through 20 players most traded in, um, do we agree that Tyler Cook is a great trade out this week? you got to trade him out. If he's... You know, he's not the 100% after his injury. Sources coming back in. If it's not now, it's probably next week. See you later. He served a purpose. 
Agreed. I'll grab Mitchell Creek here because I am going to be looking at holding Mitchell Creek this week, copying the price reduction. I know that that is a really easy step to somebody else, but I think this week you need to look ahead to at least the following week, and I think that that's where I'll make my move. I'm expecting maybe some red arrows this week uh, through holding people like like Mitch Creek, mm. but I don't think he's a trade-out this week with the 6.6% of people trading him out. No, I think you're, you're onto something there. What's your favourite saying? Sometimes it's not what you spend, it's what you save. You're, uh, <laughs> yeah. Look, next week you'll you'll read the benefits of it because he's he's a solid captain option. Even though we're bringing in guys next week, how many of those are captain options? Like I'm probably going to have to. Me, come. Yeah, to me it's probably Travis or Creek, in my opinion. And mm. Alex Newton said in the chat, um, sorry, wrong one. Uh, please flame the 1.4 percent of people trading out Travis. Yeah, those people need to delete their app. Yeah, they're entitled to their wrong opinion. <laughs> um, and I'm going to flame these people, not because they're making the right decision this week in trading out Trenton Flowers, but why the fuck are you still holding them? 5.3% um, owned. He somehow managed to lose money from 115K. Um, I don't yeah. see... There was talk of him being a lottery pick or a lottery projected pick. I can't see that being the case anymore. Not at all, man. Like, And this is what you got to got to see when you've got a guy who's obviously not performing you have to cut ties man you can't catch a falling knife it's not getting better um move on going to going to our number four uh big bangers aaron baines 4.4 percent owned i expect to see that skyrocket up a little bit um once the news comes out tomorrow night um of he's gonna get suspension lap may in cop one week uh he definitely wasn't as bad as bangers mm. Can you afford to wait until tomorrow night, though? Like, once the round starts, you're getting a bit restricted. Like, you got to make your move now. You're getting rid of him, right, if you're holding him? Yep, yeah, you're getting rid of him. And uh, and I'm seeing all these questions come into the chat. So we will be answering all of those towards the end. Ben Air is number five, most traded out at 125K. Oh, my advice and the advice that we've answered a little bit earlier in the chat is probably just to hold on till that double game week and then he becomes maybe even priority number one to trade out. Yeah, agreed. Um Taryn Armstrong, obviously no no reason to hold him through double donuts in the next couple of weeks. Although he played today. So he's back on the court, played in the NBL cross NBA games. He had the eight assists with know, five turnovers as well. Like I think he'll be better in them in the uh, NBL, it's um, there were some long guys there, troubled him a bit. It's his first game back, but one thing to take out of that game also: how bad is Taj McCall? Is this guy a walking turnover or what, mate? He's three hundred and twenty k too, or something ridiculous like that. I'm gonna look at his price. Um, he's gonna have to leak a lot of cash before I consider somebody like that. Yeah, no. Uh, he's 371k. And he had, a, what, six six super coach points last game in his return? Oh, I tell you what, you could save some money on him a bit later. Yeah. A bit later, it's um, too late, though, once they're out of their good, <laughs> good touch. Um, Sam Menangas traded out um, 
completely understand that. We've covered Pinder. A few people were still holding Majok Majok and Chris Goulding. I don't know why you're holding him through round three, but right move in getting them out. Oh, um, why are you holding Majok Majok at all? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Jalen Galloway is the most brought in player at 12%. Negative yeah, break well. even, still 177K. I completely understand bringing him in. Uh, you haven't missed the boat because you've missed that one price rise. Cash grab. Yeah. Uh, Justin Robinson, another guy that is a cash grab and a genuine captain option. Love mm. bringing him in, the 10% of people that are bringing him in. Um, Sam McDaniels I'm sitting on the fence about. I know he's got a negative break even, um, but a comeback from, you know, DJ Mitchell um, was out one game with an illness. Definitely helped Sam McDaniel. Um, and Josh Bannon's coming back. I want to see the minute split. I wonder if that's – that. I wonder. That's enough for me to be scared off getting Sam McDaniel. Yeah, good. Uh, Lockie Ulbrich, 69K, 6.6%. Hawks' schedule hasn't been fantastic. But this is the week he price rises. This is the week that another one of the backups go down. This is the week to get Lockie Albridge. Yeah, agreed. It's uh, look, he's cheap enough for that second trade to to bring him in. Your squad should hopefully be set up well enough. You've got a luxury trade like that too. Um, Ariel Huckporty, five percent owned. Some of these people might have traded out Huckporty before the single. Um, I've held on to him. Mm. I think this man is must have. Yeah, I've held him since day one and, and probably will hold through at least to the end of Melbourne's doubles or until JLA comes back on the scene. But he's going to – the opportunity meets schedule, meets talent. It's, it's a pretty good combination right now, which is going to be paying dividends. Um, speaking of the most talented um, basketball player in Brisbane, um, Nathan Sobey, 4.8% owned, a genuine captain option again. Um, you would have been – Grinning like a Cheshire cat if you brought him in last week uh, before his double game week. He was the highest scorer last week. 316K isn't priced out of the market, um, even with the 30K price rise. I think this is a great trade-in. Mm. What's his break-even? Um, his break-even at the moment is 30 in a double game week. So, yeah, he's going to get yeah. that without rolling out of bed. Yeah. Nah, he's a smart, smart buy-in if you... um if you so wish to do so. Like we said before, it's the only thing for me is the extra 100K you save between, or not even that much, between a Jay Robinson and... Um, yeah, and it's only... My, probably my point is it's only 40K. Um, yeah. If you... I think Robinson's going to make more money, but if you're really worried about the fact that a lot of people are going to be captaining Robinson, hey, maybe mm. Sobey's the answer. Yeah, but potentially you can go Robinson to Sobey next week if you've got trades and, and ride Brisbane's couple of doubles. Yep. Um, ben Henschel, 69K, I'm still getting brought in. I suppose if you are looking for a downgrade option to, to upgrade somebody else up, you could go worse than uh, a guard that's getting minutes, whether it be garbage time. No. Um, yeah, I still don't mind it. Look, I bought Henschel in this week and – Mostly because I just could not find anyone else playable with the amount of cash I had left over. His guard yep. forward makes him, you know, the best of a few bad options. He's set to rise by about 10K, but yeah, I, I didn't 
I didn't feel great about myself bringing him in. Um, but, you know, he's there. Who knows? He's there. Um, Milton Doyle's also there at the eighth most brought-in player. Um, That's weird. Yeah, I think that Justin Robinson and Sobey are a lot better options than Milton Doyle. Yeah, unless you're already holding Doyle, he's definitely a hold, but I wouldn't be bringing him in just on a one-game rental. Agree with you, man. Uh, Jordan Hunter had a massive game uh, last week, um, but he is one of the most brought-in players. But what worries me is he had a massive game. Um, Yeah, but so did, let's call him the other starter from from these guys. Um, He's just another guy. They they have a minute split, and I actually hate the difference between Jordan Hunter and Jonah Bolden. Yeah. It just it's, it just makes me want neither. Yeah, that's it. They they play Perth, they play Brisbane. Brisbane potentially without Baines makes them a lot more mobile. So you possibly go with a, a Jonah Bolden in that instance. Um, yeah, look, I'm not bringing either of them in. There, there's better options. And uh, Luke Travis is uh, the tenth most brought in player. I actually think Luke Travis could be must have as well. Yeah, I've held him since day one. I think a lot of guys have. The, the versatility of being a guard forward, the price, what he brings. Um, and he has a massive ceiling. We, we even saw it in Perth last year. He he teases you, but then every so often he really goes on with it. He'll, he'll, you know, he'll get you 25 points, 14 rebounds, and five assists. But yeah. the, the funny thing is he, he, he has moments where he looks like he's going to do that every week, but just rarely, rarely follows through. Um, let's head into our, um, I suppose, our trades, our sit starts, and our captain thoughts. Uh, we'll do it individually, um, and then we'll tackle some of these questions. There's been some really good questions coming in, guys. Keep them coming. Um, but my trade thoughts is I'm very tempted to boost, but I still think that the time isn't right. I'm going to be sitting a lot more comfortably still having my four boosts he- heading into next week. I'm actually thinking about trading in Jalen Adams as a bit of a pod. Uh, we talked about some really good matchups, especially against Perth uh, this week. And I'm looking at trading in Oldbridge um, as well. So that's getting out Tyler Cook and Sam Menenga, who, of course, isn't playing for two weeks. Really enjoyed his services, really enjoyed his minus one in his last game. Um, but it's it's time to go. He's made me 30K um, and been a serviceable asset to my team. Um, this allows me to keep Mitch Creek for next week double, which I think is really important. Um, let's just talk about the reasons I'm going to be losing sleep tonight. Um, and it's probably going to be Annie Potting, Justin Robinson and Sobe, Um because these guys can make cash as well as get points. Follow my Twitter in case I change my mind. I'll post it. Um, you can get some great thoughts about some great things, or it can be absolute trash most of the time. Um, but realistically, I could see myself backing out because I know that the safe option between making money is getting a Justin Robinson and getting a Sobe in. Um, and look, apart from my Canvesto jersey, my only other NBL jersey is Nathan Sobe. So I am a massive fan. I don't have a Justin Robinson jersey yet, um, but... Yeah, look, those are the guys that I could backflip on, uh, which will also net me another 100K in the bank. Um, 
what do you what what's your thoughts? Rate my poo. Uh I don't hate it, man. I I think you gotta strike the balance sometimes of not trying to win every week and sort of winning over a longer period. So the the creek move I quite like. I think it's gonna pay off big time if he he really is a genuine captain option next week. Um, and sometimes it gets hard to then bring in such a expensive player. He's got to move too many pieces around. Uh, but look, Jalen Adams, we've spoken about it. He's, he's an expensive version of Robinson. Um, his matchups are solid. You know, we, we really have maybe four genuine guard options this week. And people are really going to have to pick two out of the four and hope they've picked right. Yeah, I just wonder whether, like, I don't see Adams making me money, but if he's the guy that goes off this week, I tell you what, that could that could shoot me to the stars. You could put that and on a T-shirt too. Oh, he's got a safety net too. Like, tell me that, tell me that Adams is scoring less than sixty in his next two games. He's not. Yeah. He's scoring more. I than think that. he's got a high floor. I, I think the ceiling's not enormous. Like I think he could, he could go forty five maybe, but I, I think thirty is like his bare minimum floor. Like he's he'll give you that every week. Um, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm I'm going to go similar with mine, man. I'm I'm going Doyle and uh, Robinson in my two guard spots. Uh, the man in the middle will be Huck Porty. Uh, the man I love to hate, Denzel Valentine at one of the forward positions, and Luke Travers at the other. I've got Air Cummings. Uh, coming off the bench at guard. I've got Lockie Albrick as my bench centre and Kyron Galloway and Ben Henschel at my uh, bench forward positions. So um, I'm pretty solid with this. This is the first time I haven't been flipping and changing all week. I'm, I've been settled pretty much since, you know, the day after the last round ended. I like it. That gives you a bit of flexibility for next week. So you've got five starters. No, sorry, four starters on double game weeks now. Right now, I've got five on, on double game weeks, I think. For next week, sorry. Oh, for next week, four, yeah. So next week, I'll already have uh, Huck Porty, Travers, Will Cummings, and, you know, if you want to call Ben Air a starter, who knows. But I can bring two guys in, at least have a, uh, a whole uh, starting court full of doubles. Yeah. I rate it. Um, yeah, I, I do really rate it. I think I think bringing in Justin Robinson is just the right play. I do think it's safe when everybody else brings him in too, but the fact that he can generate you money and trade him out, like, yeah. I think that's Look, the play this week. Probably before we wrap up, uh, we might want to touch on our community team. Oh, let's touch on our community team because – that is top 200 at the moment. Is that correct? It's up. Man, you type like a secretary. This is, uh, you got some nylons on under that desk. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, you've, seen, you've seen my legs in full flight, so, so you know how good they are. Um, look, ducking into our community team at the moment. So we currently have, um, we're currently 388. Um we're doing our trades this week. So everybody's putting trades in our Discord. Our Discord's in the comments. Uh, get in, get involved. It's just a lot of people that love not only NBL Supercoach, but love fantasy sports in general. So the Insight Fantasy Sports are doing NBA. We're talking about FPL. We do NRL. We do AFL. We do, oh, fuck's me, there's a lot going on. We do NBA. 
Um, but right now, all the boys are excited, and girls, I'm sure there's about three of them, um, about voting on our trades. So just having a look in the in the chat, we're sitting 388. We scored 309 last week, yeah. um, but there's lots of people talking. Yeah, 309. 388's the, the poor man's 200. That's... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe I uh, pumped out yeah, tires yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's everybody talking about getting Sobe and Robinson in. People are discussing what trades come in. And if we can manage to win a week um, or win some money, we're going to be donating some money to charity. So that's what all this is about. And it is a little bit of fun along the way. Um, so, yeah, get into our Discord, have a chat. Um, but I reckon our community team's better than mine at the moment. It's great. Beautiful. Um, just going through, we will answer some more questions um, before we knock off tonight. Um, we've got people having digs at me for breaking Menenga. We've got plenty of people having digs at me. Uh, we've got Kobo Hoga, who spoke a little bit earlier about the fact that he's got Valentine and Galloway with Ulbrich and McDaniels on the bench. I'm just going to, and I know this is terrible television, I'm just going to scroll up and find his comment a bit earlier um, for Hammer. Sorry, keep talking, fill the void. Yeah, Valentine and Galloway with Ulbrich and McDaniels on the bench. I don't hate it. Galloway... Valentine, I mean, they're obviously teammates. So sometimes the trouble with that is if, if the team tanks, you haven't hedged your bets. Sometimes it's better to spread it around. But look, they coexisted nicely last game. They, they both had, well, Valentine, as we said last week, he had 21 at half time and finished like 24. But Galloway was solid. So that was Kobo bringing up the fact that um, uh, he wants to bring in Robertson next to Travis, uh, which moves mm. Will Cummins to the bench. I think with the team that he's got, um, look, he's going to be pretty happy with holding on to Will Cummings mm. for next week, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, that that's the the main point of that is is Will Cummings. He's not, you know, he's not elite level super coach, but on a round where there's only three teams on a double and he's one of them, he's very serviceable. He, he, he second top scored last round was seventy three behind Sobi. He was and he was one of the top scorers in the first round as well. Like, um, yeah. yeah, look, I think that you need to hold him for next week, don't you? For sure. Um, Matty Granger's asking, I never put my super coach team together when I'm drunk, but that is when I do my best work. Yeah, at least very little <laughs> time when he's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Theo is asking, uh, Galloway, Sobe and Delhi in for Creek, Valentine and Flowers. Um, and gives a bit of love. He's ranked 1K with uh, Flowers in his team, so uh, fixing that would be fantastic. Mm. Um, Doyle or Sobey as captain? Um, I actually really like his trades. Look, I'm going to be holding on to Creek, but I definitely understand um, moving on because nearly all these guys uh, are making you cash outside of Delhi, but on a three-game week, look, when he goes fantastic, you can tell me that I'm wrong. I won't be bringing Delhi in, but Doyle or Sobe captain? I don't hate rolling the dice on Doyle as a point of difference. And I'll tell you why, Matrix. The last game, and we spoke about it on the last pod, Doyle had so many open looks. Crawford's been brilliant for him. The amount of attention that Crawford 
uh, gets from the defense. He's opening Doyle up something chronic. And all he had to do was just hit some open shots, which he couldn't hit the backside of a barn until after three-quarter time on the weekend. But if he gets his act together and he starts hitting those shots, we could see some phenomenal scores out of Doyle. And if this is the week and you put the C on him, you know, it could prove a masterstroke. This could be a point of difference. Alternatively, you could tank. But, um, you know, that's your choice to make. I, I think Doyle has a has a high floor, though. I don't think that you're yeah. going to be absolutely destroyed by captaining Doyle. No. Um, look, we've just talked about Sobi all day in the one episode that I'm not wearing my Sobi jersey due to going for a run and it's smelling absolutely rank yesterday. Um, but because I just want to rep Sobi everywhere I go. Um, but who scores more this week, Sobi or Cotton? And why is it Sobi? <laughs> uh, you tell me why it's Sobi. <laughs> no, I actually think it's Cotton this week. Um, I think Cotton could nearly be a great. Like you said earlier, Hammer, that. Cotton just gets his regardless of the matchup. And the only reason he's not the most brought in player this week is the 2 1 2 1 schedule. Um, it yeah. sucks that he's not playing a double next week. Sobi isn't either. I still think Cotton scores more points. I think Sobi may come back to earth a bit too. Like if Baines is out, they've had some drama in the background this week. But with, with a guy the size of Baines, even though he hasn't been playing well, it will change the way that, that the team operates. You know, you don't take out a piece that big and that's central to what they do and doesn't change what, what the rest of the guys are doing. So uh, from past experience, Sobi overcompensates and it doesn't end up well. Um, look, he's bringing in uh, Paul Vartz uh, is doing the same as me, cooking Meninga out and Travis and who for 104K... Um, who would you bring in? I would probably bring in Lockie Oldbridge or Kyron Galloway if I had 104k to spend. Um, let's keep getting through these questions. I'll give Nathan's question to you, Hammer. Thought on Mitch Norton and Kyron Galloway to replace a Cairns rookie. Between Kyron Galloway, 99k minus one break even, or, uh, or Mitch Norton, 128K. Now, let me tell you his break-even. Um, like I said, I type like a secretary. He's got a 10 break-even uh, on a double game week. Uh, who are you bringing in between Mitch Norton and Kyron Galloway to replace um, a Cairns rookie? I'd bring in Kyron Galloway. Uh, I think that next round four, if you're going to hold it, they're on a double. And it gives you that extra little bit of uh, – I'm, I'm assuming he's going to be on your bench, bench production. Um and a little bit of extra coin in your pocket. So I've held Galloway since round one. I saw a comment before, somebody like, you know, why are you holding an Adelaide player in your team? Look, it, it was more of a uh, a last-minute panic thing when Bannon was out and I brought him in. Um, you know, these things happen. Yeah. But uh, Galloway's Kyron's marinating. Kyron's marinating mm. on both our benches, and it's not too bad. Yeah. Um. George's Diab is asking, what's our guy's rank? Well, after dropping 779 spots last week uh, with a score of 279, I am 1,055th. Uh, where are you sitting, Hammer? I'm sitting at 595. Yep. Um, and Rob is above us, I would like to think, for the 
last yeah. time to put his words in his uh, in his mouth. But he made the right play with Doyle and stuff last week, and he's reaping the benefits. Yeah. Um, Alex Newton has asked who scores the most out of Doyle, Cotton, Sobey, and Robinson. We have answered that. Um, tuning in late, um, asking where the hawk is. Uh, he had to work late tonight. He's got the young fella, so he's given this week a miss. He's given us a brush. Um, Ted Hood has asked, Creek, Cook, and Menenga out for Cotton, Sobey, and Ulbrich on the bench. He's looking at a Cotton captain, uh, which I personally love, and an easy trade back to Creek for next week. Allows for points on the boards this week. What's yeah. your thoughts, Hammer? Because I've got mixed thoughts between trading Creek out for one week just to trade him back the following week. Well, if you've got spare trades, I think it, I think it's a good move. Um, I know he's obviously using a, um, a boost there, but you need to take care of Cook and Menenga, and you're probably not getting a lot of return this week for those guys. We spoke about it early on about, I think most of us had Creek and Cook, uh, sorry, Creek and Cotton in our team. When you've got those guys who have the massive price tags, it's very easy to just take one player out and bring whoever you want in. You don't have to make multiple trades. So, yeah, I quite like it. I think over two rounds it'll pay off. Um, yeah, and I don't mind it. I just think that when you're sitting there at round 12 and you're worried about the 30K that you're going to lose on Creek, I wonder if holding him a week on your bench. Like, if you can trade Cook and Menenga out, and I know that you're probably going to struggle to get Cotton and Sobe in, but maybe if you could trade out Cook and Menenga for an Adams or a Justin Robinson and a Sobe, I think that you're going to be better off. Nah, just do it, Ted. Only <laughs> once, man. Got to risk it to get the biscuit. You've you've got two different answers here, and that's why we have two of us. Um, you're entitled to your wrong opinion, Hammer. Um, <laughs> wow. Do you love it when I quote? <laughs> do you love it when I quote you to you? You said uh, it's not what you spend, and it's what you save. So I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, sh- shots. Um, shots is back on. Um, he's He's a big fan of our NRL show as well. Uh, thoughts on Bain and Creek out for Doyle and Huck Porty. Uh, and he moves Travis up to the forwards. Hey, um, Baines and Creek out for Doyle and Huck Porty. Huck Porty's on a double next week. I really like it. Yeah. Overall, your, your games, double games are up. It's, yeah, that's a good move. Um, Stephen has asked, and this is a little bit pointed to me. Sorry, Hammer. I know that you hate... Um, I suppose the oval ball sports. Um, Stephen's asking, is there any point in saving a trade uh, from an NRL Supercoach player? He used a boost in round one. He's got six players this week on doubles with McDaniels on your bench. The way I see it is there's no real advantage to saving a trade. Uh, You can nearly max trade the whole year. Um, Oliver is asking, uh, would we go Cook and Valentine out for Harrison? And Cotton, or should he go Sobe instead of Cotton? Um, also, what's the risk he runs of using another boost this week if he used one last week? Go, Hammer. Oh, yeah, those boosts don't go on trees, do they? Um, I'd be careful using your boosts this early. You're gonna you're gonna burn bright, and you're gonna burn fast, and you're gonna probably regret it come the end of the season. Keep in mind with your boosts, there are some critical junctures coming up where 
Cairns and New Zealand return that you may want to be using it for. And a lot of the big guys are, are saving for that. Um, look, Harrison, we, we talked about it. We, we don't see Baines getting more than a one, maybe two-week suspension, a two-game suspension. I think everything reverts back to normal after that. Get rid of Cook, great move. Valentine, he's dead to me, so do what you want with him. Um, Cotton in, great, but, yeah, I, I don't know if it's worth using your boosts to do all that. Yeah, I think going Cook and Valentine out, perfectly serviceable. Um, Tyrell Harrison uh, and Cotton in. Sobe and Cotton, look, flip a coin at the moment. I know you're spending more money on Cotton, but I still see Cotton scoring more than Sobe this week. Um, and save those boosts. I think that they're going to be really important when you're backed into a corner and you find yourself with one guy on one or two guys on a double game week after not looking ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey Blackledge is back again. How is there a way to get Creek in for next week if he hasn't had him all season? Hopefully I can get him with Valentine next week. Man, yeah, you've just got to go down to maybe a 69K player there um, and spend the money up for up for Creek. I see Valentine going up in money and Creek still dropping in money. Uh, Valentine has a 57 break even. Actually, I probably see him breaking even and not going up in money. That's my bad. Uh, but mm. Creek's going to drop money. I don't see Valentine losing money. Um, yeah, you've just got to downgrade maybe a 200K player uh, mm. to a 69K player and get there. Um, and the last question, in case we get any more, if I could choose any guard to bring in as a free hit this week, who would it be? Um, for me, it's Jalen Adams. What are you doing, Hammer? Man, I'm bringing Robinson in, but I think any of those four that we talked about, yeah, yeah Robinson, Cor- uh, Cotton, Jalen Adams, Sobe, they're the four guards. Pick any two, plug and play, you're going to be all right. Mate, that is definitely been our longest episode uh we have answered every question along the way um i know i'm starving so uh do you have anything else to leave us with hammer or are you just excited for the nbl games ahead just just shows how much rob how hard he has to work to keep us on track man he's gone way over time now big round (laughs) coming up get on the socials guys put your input in for the community team um and hopefully keep that one still staying in the uh poor man's top 200 (laughs) All right, guys, Uh, you've listened to an Insight Fantasy Sports podcast. Thank you. Cheerio. Cheerio.